Welcome to the Shine Curious Podcast, where we explore sex, relationships, and self-love without having to hide your Google search history. I'm your host, Narendra Skanda, and join me as we demystify taboo topics and unlearn shame and guilt around basically looking for love. Hello, hello, and welcome to the very first episode, and surprise! I guess for those who have been following me on shyandcurious.com, this might be a little bit of a surprise for you just because I've always been a writer at heart. And while I do enjoy being on other podcasts and being interviewed, I've never really thought about having my own. But one of the things I wanted to do this year was something that would scare me and something that would be new. So voila, here it is. And also I figured that you know what, with all of this writing and sharing about my stories, I think the only way that you can really hear it is through my voice. So that's how and why we have today's episode to kickstart the year. And hopefully, well, I mean, it is February, but hopefully also to kickstart this new chapter of Shine Curious. So I will still be writing on blog and also updating on Instagram. That's shyandcurious underscore com for those of you who are new to this. But otherwise, I would either be narrating each blog post that makes sense with those stories of my life and for those collaborations that I think are really interesting like this one which is the reason why you're hearing me right now. So for Valentine's Day I collaborated with this really special lady who is the owner behind Dima & Co which is a jewelry line that does meaningful jewelry and beautiful, beautiful pieces. So how we met was always the story of my life, which is I love shopping. And I literally met her over the holidays and Christmas. We were introduced by a mutual friend of ours, or rather I bumped into her, Kamira Asrori, also amazing fashion influencer. And so she told me that, you know, I should pay a visit to to a friend who who has a booth at a market pop-up so and when I was there basically long story short most of my Christmas shopping went right to her but most of the items were just for me because she had the most beautiful statement 18k and and tarnish free jewelry and since i am a sucker for beautiful things in my past life i was in fashion so it only made sense and she had such both minimal yet statement pieces and every single piece there was a story behind it and she herself dima so the the brand is her namesake she has her own story to tell, you know, a story of resilience, a story of of overcoming hardship and 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 basically to to rise again after true heartbreak. Uh, I'll let her tell her story one day. But for today, what I wanted to share was that, you know, we we naturally clicked and we said we've got to do something for for Valentine's, right? Because it's beautiful jewelry. How can you not do something for Valentine's? So one of my favorite things to do 
obviously writing. And when I saw some of her pieces inspired by the collection for Valentine's, they were all this heart-shaped, but very interesting and not your usual, you know, Valentine's boring stuff. So I chose seven keepsake pieces and they range from rings, from necklaces to bracelets. And when I, as I picked them up, what I had in mind was that each piece actually, you know, brought to mind a story of my own. So there was this necklace that looked exactly like something my dad gave to me when I was a kid, for example. And then when I, I saw the Dasha set, which kicks that story number one, immediately in my mind, you know, it reminded me of a tasbih or a rosary where you know, you, you you keep your prayers in check by counting the beads, which inspired story number one. So with this really fun, cute collaboration, basically, if you go over to dimaandco.com, you can purchase any of these pieces. I have to warn you, they're limited edition. So by the time this comes out, some piece, pieces might be already sold out. But anyway, so there will be a special gift for you from Shine Curious if you do check out some of these pieces from this collection. So I am now going to pause here for the intro and just go straight in to the stories. So quick word about all these stories. They are tiny love stories, which a couple of years ago, you might have remembered that I, I did a little post about short love stories. And these are my favorite things to write about because it's, it's a bit of a challenge in itself, right? How do you write something with a lot of emotions and keep it short? And it is inspired by New York Times column, Modern Love. Uh, they have their own version as well. So yes, I am kind of ripping it off. <laughs> but for this collaboration, as I mentioned, each piece just triggered a memory in mind. Some of them are actual memories and some of them, you know, I had to merge a little bit to, to keep my loved ones private. <laughs> so you can guess who's whom. And, and I hope you enjoy listening to them as much as I enjoyed writing them. So here's to start off my favorite story. That's love story number one, Adoration. Without realizing it, she loved to pepper conversations with his name. Will and I had the most amazing meal last weekend. Holland Hill? I think Will has a friend who lives there. That's so funny. That reminds me when Will... Will, 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 Will. His name fell from her lips, like a broken string or pearls, white orbs scattering as they slip from her tongue, bounce off the floor, and roll away, echoing through the hallway. The irony was that she didn't even like his name at first. Will? How pedestrian. William sounded so much better. But as time passed, his name became a prayer to her. The airy, breathy sound expelled through her pursed lips calmed her like a meditative chant. Will inhale, will exhale. Will inhale, will exhale. Like rosary beats, she'll count in time with which Will uttered and fall deeper and deeper in love. He was definitely a Will, 
just will, her will. Next up is a fun one. It is love story number two, all about lust. I am gonna apologize in advance because I'm gonna subject you to my terrible singing or attempt singing. So here we go. La 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 la. Oh my God! It's my song. She squealed in delight as she wriggled her way to the packed dance floor. La 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 la. It seemed like the throng of Saradin partygoers agreed with her as they bounced enthusiastically and sang the familiar refrain in unison in the club. I just can't get you out of my head. She closed her eyes and smiled to herself as her reverberations took control of her body. With her arms raised and head tilted back, her hips gyrated like a serpent as the dangling chains on her earrings chimed with each sway and time to the music. Boy, your loving is all I think about. The dance floor is her happy place. It was where she could lose herself to the rhythm and yet felt absolutely like her true self. When she danced, nothing existed except her and music coursing through her veins. Time stops in this little sanctuary of hers. That is, until she opened her eyes and spotted him. I just can't get you out of my head. In between the sinuous bodies of other revelers, she caught a glimpse of his eyes first. Dark and intense, it caught her off guard as his piercing gaze was solely focused on her. His lips curled up into a wry smile as he realized he's been caught, and he raised his drink to her and took a sip. She felt the heat rise up in her cheeks and turned away. Boy, it's more than I dare to think about. Whoa, did he feel that too? She wondered as she bit her lips to prevent them from revealing her true feelings at that moment. It was a mix of thrill, bashfulness, and a bolt that shot straight down to her loins. She took a deep breath as she kept dancing and casually glanced over to his direction again. He was gone. Every night, every day, just to be there in your arms. She was surprised at how disappointed she felt at that moment. Oh, maybe I'd imagine it. That was until she felt the grace of soft skin and stubble on her left cheek and a deep voice purred in her ear. I love the way you dance. The slight scent of his vetiver cologne and saltiness of his skin so close to her lips made her want to grab his face and kiss it deeply. Instead, she looked up and met his brown eyes and sheepish grin. He continued. And I like your earrings too. She broke out into a grin and laughed wholeheartedly. Won't you stay? Here's love story number three. Mothers and daughters. Dayang dayang. Lekas, nak pakai barang kemas ke tak? Handmaidens, hurry up. Do you want to wear jewelry or not? I heard my mom's shrill voice from her bedroom. It wasn't an actual question, but instead a summon to my sister and I as we marched in like diligent soldiers. My mom sat on the edge of her bed 
in all her splendid glory, like a queen in her traditional Bajukrung Songke, bold blue eyeshadow, and her hair teased to the heavens with hairspray. Despite resting directly in front of the fan, whirling at top speed, beads of perspiration trailed from her hairline down her cheeks as she looked up at me and asked, Is mummy's makeup okay? My mother may have been a homebody, but she was a stickler for looking your best when you leave the house. Even a short jaunt to the corner mama's store required a powdered nose and a dab of lipstick as she considered it as a basic sign of respect. As I stood there sweating my ass off as well in our dick sunkate outfits, I heard down the tone of anxiety in her voice and understood. She wasn't really asking about the makeup. We were heading to her cousin's wedding with her new status as a divorcee. Yes, mom, it looks good, I smiled reassuringly. Automatically, I spun around and knelt at her feet with my back facing her. It's been a ritual since we were old enough to be dressed up and our baju kurong for special occasions, and this wedding was no different. I lifted the hair sticking on my neck and lowered my gaze down. The cloud of my mom's sweet and her sweet perfume enveloped me first before I felt the cool gold earrings. Don't move, she grumbled as she fiddled with the back. Baby's not moving, I whined back. Finally, she smacked my back and said, Dah, done. I stood up and stepped aside as it was my sister's turn and strolled over to a mirror. I'm not a fan of Malay weddings because I find them formal and boring with a million people whom you'll only meet once a year and won't recognize if you pass them in the street. However, I've inherited my mom's love for dressing up for them. As I admire my getup, despite feeling the sweat roll down my back, I heard my mom's smug voice. Cantik pun bila dah jadi anak darah Melayu. You're beautiful once you've embraced being a young Malay lady. I smirked back at my beautiful, regal mummy in the mirror, touched up my matching gold earrings that we're all now wearing, and proceeded to fluff up my hair. Story number four. Sisters. Do you need separate bags? My sister and I glanced at each other with the same look of resignation. Nope. We live together so you can put them together. We're sisters. Oh, really? Sorry, I couldn't tell. This was a script that used to play out when I first moved back home a decade ago, whenever my sister and I went shopping. I was the eldest daughter, while she was the youngest, with six years of difference and a brother in between us. That was another area of contention whenever we encountered strangers. They'll always assume I was the younger one. I was shorter, flirted, and smelt more. While my sister towered in the back, quiet and still, with a stoic expression as she watched me flit around like a butterfly. Our late mother used to take pleasure at narrating this particular story at family gatherings. She spoke of how when my sister was born, and paraded as the prettiest, cutest, most darling baby girl that anyone had ever seen, I would curse and scowl and whisper angrily to my younger brother. Look at that, she's getting all the attention now. You're going to forget about us. It got so bad that when during one of my sourpuss tantrums sparked by jealousy, my sleep-deprived mother got so desperate and furious at me that she ran into the kitchen, grabbed a knife, and put the blunt edge against my face, screaming, Say you love your sister. She's family. Do you love your sister? My prideful eyes were tearing as I defiantly shouted back, No, I don't love her. And my mother would laugh at this part of the story as she retorts in Malay to the rest of the untrolled listeners. 
Tequil nak mampus macam bapak dia. She's as pig-headed as a dad. Everyone else would roar with laughter and look at Shikin and I, now sitting side by side on the couch, as we gave each other the same knowing look. See, we knew this was one of my mom's favourite stories, but the truth is simply that neither of us can remember a single snippet of it. We must have blocked it out of our memory. Over the years, as I settled back and started to let my roots dig back in, my sister and I started to learn and unlearn more about each other's quirks, dreams, fears, hang-ups, and occasional tantrums. I'm a Leo. She's a Pisces. I love gold. She's a silver girl. I'm the messy one. She has her own CD moments. I'm a Mina at heart. She's into K-pop. I put my heart out on my sleeve. She cuts her secret to her chest. But now, we can finish each other's sentences and know what's on the other's mind with a secret look between us. Lately, we've noticed that no one has brought up the question of separate shopping bags when we go out. Instead, they dive straight into the statement, Oh, you must be sisters, you look so alike. This time, it's our turn to look at each other incredulously, raise our eyebrows and smirk at each other. Really? Okay, now guess who's the older one? Here's love story number five. Daddy's girl. When I was younger, my dad and I had a secret ritual. On cool, quiet Sunday evenings, the whiff of shoe polish and the sound of scratchy bristles brushing against his leather shoes was my cue to poke my head outside our gate and join him. As he meticulously buffed his work shoes amongst my mother's potted plant, I would regale him with stories of what happened in school for the week while he would listen and pipe up with his own taken advice. He'll then share his own tales in exchange, but his life as a boy growing up, figuring out his place in the world. I used to marvel at his adventures, while looking up at the night sky dreamily, as he spoke with the rhythmic lull of the brush against leather as the soundtrack. I felt so proud and awed that it was me whom he chose to share the secrets with. When he went away for business trips, I would pace around the house restless, and almost bursting at the seams with keeping my stories to myself as I counted down the days when he'll be back. Then just like magic, I'll wake up to the heady sting of tobacco and tiptoe to my parents' bedroom, where my dad sat in the morning light smoking a cigarette next to my sleeping mom. On one of those returns, he saw me peeking at the doorway and motioned me towards the dressing table where a small plastic bag was. Baby, Papa saw this and thought of you. Papa, hope you like it. Gleefully, I ran over to it and opened the bag. It was a beautiful black beaded necklace with a large gold heart pendant anchored to it. It felt so smooth to the touch and glistened in the soft morning light. Not only was it so pretty, but it was the fact that he had me in mind back home, even while he was out conquering the world. One day, 30 years later, I'll be sitting in my own bedroom with trinkets and baubles from my escapades around the world and wonder when did we drift apart. But on that quiet Sunday morning, the little girl was so happy that Papa was finally home. Yes, Pop, baby love it. So, Pop, guess what baby did this week? Here's love story number six, Finding Love Again. And this is tied to love story number one. Whenever I forget to love you, I go back to the list. Your eyes when you first met mine, the scar on your thumb because you were too stubborn to get proper stitches after the accident, 
The tattoo on your pelvis, which you were so proud of, but when I first saw it, I thought you lost a bet. Your sheepish smile when you don't know whether to protest or agree when I call you out. The way you sleep on your side, covering your ear with one hand, like a cocoon. Your crazed look, running around the bedroom trying to kill that lone mosquito at 3am. The coel who woke us up, but I know that one day you'll miss his song. The way you clasp your fingers between mine. When you kicked me out of the kitchen while you were cooking curry, which we pretended was good later on because we were starving. Going up and down the supermarket aisles trying to find that perfect ice cream flavour. How I caught you sneakily munching on gummy bears from your nightstand when you thought I was asleep in the middle of the night. Your warm, sweet scent of Jean-Paul Gaultier when you kissed me goodbye in bed before you leave for work. When you forget to love me, that's okay. I still love you anyway. Someday we'll find someone else to love, and we will. Not more, not less. Just someone else. Until then and forevermore, I'll always say a prayer for you. And finally, to wrap it all up, the best love story of all, the love story about yourself, Amosi. Self-love. Hi, baby. It's me. Or rather, it's you at my age. Don't be afraid. I'm just here to talk. Wow, I forgot how obsessed you were with BSB and Spice Girls. No, we didn't marry Nick Carter. But Victoria does marry David. Yes, you actually got to meet them. No, you're not besties. That's another girl you'll meet in your new school next year. Your crush? No, you don't marry him. Yeah, we still see him around. Yes, he knows you're sorry. You weren't brave enough to tell him you liked him too. Nope, no boyfriend either. Aw, don't be sad. I didn't say we'll be lonely. You know her mom always reminisces about her seven ex-boyfriends? Well, you'll have more than that. No, no, we're not a slut. Well, kinda. Okay, don't worry. Just trust me, okay? You'll find love and still have fun at the same time. Speaking of mom, hug her and take more pictures of her, okay? Even if she says no and thinks you're being weird. Be nicer to her too. She's trying her best. Ooh, no, sorry. You're not the editor of Vogue uh, and you don't move to London. Hey, hey, wait, it's even better. You move to New York and you do end up writing. What type of novel? Mmm, not yet, but maybe soon. Actually, you write essays about your life. Yes, really, people will want to read it. No, we're not fashion writers. No, we're not travel writers. You really want to know? We write about looking for love. Oh, baby, don't be sad. Just because we're still looking doesn't mean we didn't experience it before. Yes, we did. No, he couldn't stay. I know it doesn't make sense now, but sometimes love isn't enough. That's the best part, babe. You'll find out something else that's cool. You're already enough on your own. Yeah, yeah, I know. Doesn't feel like it right now. Even at my age, I don't believe it sometimes. But with each goodbye, you'll learn something new. With each high and low, you'll find out what you want and what you deserve. Then finally you realize it's actually just you. You're the cool one. You're the one always growing. You're the one who's always getting better and truer to you. So yeah, 
Maybe one day we'll meet someone, but he has to love us for who we are and who we'll grow to be, okay? Until then, don't worry so much, okay? Just be yourself. Aww, it's okay. I'm always around. I'll take care of you. We'll be besties too. Oh, and by the way, buy that choker that you like so much from the magazine. Comes back in fashion in 28 years. So that's it. That's all seven stories inspired by seven beautiful pieces from Dima and Co. So for those of you who are keen on seeing how they look, how the actual pieces look, you can go to dimaandco.com. That's D-E-E-M-A-N-D-C-O.com. And if you go over to her shop, you can see that there's just going to be this collection called Shy and Curious. Just click on that and you can see all of the pieces that have inspired all these tiny love stories. And uh, as mentioned, uh, while you shop on her site, any piece from the Shy and Curious collection will actually receive a special surprise just from me. So thanks again for tuning in to the very first episode and I look forward to the next one. Please like, share and subscribe. I can't believe I'm saying this. I <laughs> sound like such a YouTuber but I hope to see you around. Till next time then. Bye.